0: Do you know what today is? It's Wednesday, and I think you know what that means. It's Administrative Professionals Day. We should celebrate. Shall we celebrate? Today, we celebrate... Our wonderful Administrative Support Staff! Wednesday, we celebrate Administrative Professionals Day. But I'm a professional. You're
1: a professional. I'm a professional. Administrative Professionals Day. I feel like a secretary on Administrative Professionals Day. It's showtime. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this This is is the award-winning After 9. With Scott and Kat
0: hey guess what i did oh so stupid
1: not travel anywhere
0: no i i i haven't traveled anywhere although i'm making plans i am <laughs> just gonna say fuck it and just start going and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll deal with how to get back in later but i i'm just gonna go like enough's enough here uh no i pissed off the true anon army you know, the the people who blindly defend the prime minister, no matter what it is he does, whether it's uh, uh, canceling inquiries into sexual assaults in the Canadian military, or whether it is uh, refusing to ban incoming flights into Canada, whatever it is, the people that blindly defend him are really coming off, and this is CNN's words, not even mine, really coming off very Trumpish. You know how the M.O. on Trump was uh, they, they bought into these conspiracy theories. They believed anything he said. They defended him to the death, no matter how how terrible whatever it was he did was that sort of thing. The same thing's happening with the prime minister. The true anon thing that Jake Tapper created is just brilliant. Yesterday, I retweeted something that M.P. Pierre Paulyev sent out. It was a graphic that points out. The debt of past Canadian prime ministers. And when you do the math based on the new federal budget that just came out, Justin Trudeau's debt is six hundred and sixty two billion dollars. Next on the list. Every other prime minister in Canadian history combined six hundred and thirty billion, every single prime minister in Canada combined Justin Trudeau himself individually. Has racked up more debt than them by next year with this new budget, and and you know what the numbers are real. You can argue that oh well it's not apples to apples because you know the other the other prime ministers they didn't have to deal with a pandemic. Well, I mean even that's not exactly true. It wasn't the the same thing apples to apples, but there are no shortage of prime ministers who have dealt with pandemics over the years.
1: Yeah, what, what, uh, Laurier, not like Gordon, this, though. I'll play the devil's advocate here because I don't I, I saw that and I actually rolled my eyes at that chart because we are in a that's a completely different situation than any of those prime ministers have ever had. Yeah, there might have been some pandemics, but let's keep in mind, does this sorry, does this factor in inflation or no?
0: Yeah, everything factors in inflation. In fact, if we want because people are criticizing, well, you didn't factor in inflation. If you want to factor in inflation, it's even worse. It's worse. But I mean, let's be honest here. Wilfred Laurier, Robert Borden, John Diefenbaker, Paul Martin, and Stephen Harper all presided over pandemics. And even if you want to say, okay, well, no pandemic was as bad as COVID 19.
1: Which is correct. Okay,
0: I'll give you that, sure. There were two world wars that Mackenzie King and Borden presided over, there was the Great Depression. I don't think what Pierre Polyev put out was inaccurate. Well, it's certainly not inaccurate. The numbers are there for anyone to see. It's not inaccurate. Is it apples to apples? Uh, you can certainly make a case for it. But holy cow, when you point out any faults in the PM, the true comes right after you, cat. I don't know how uh, some of the, the columnists that don't kiss the prime minister's ass uh, wake up and read their Twitter feed in the morning. They must hate it because they are getting uh, taken over like crazy. Let's talk about flights for a second. I was looking at the list this morning of which flights are coming into Canada today, and it's pretty shocking the number of flights that are coming into Canada today from overseas. And the prime minister was asked about this again just yesterday. Why are you still allowing international flights to come into Canada? I mean, we know that there's variants around the world and new ones are are creeping up and you're still allowing flights. So I thought, all right, let me just check and see how bad this really is. Paris, Bogota, Shanghai, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Hong Kong, Mexico City, Madrid, Lima, New Delhi, all flights coming in today. I just picked out 10 off the list. Those are international passenger flights that are arriving in Canada today.
1: today. But we still don't understand where the variants are coming from. Well, I mean,
0: I, I guess there's a case to be made for eh, it's too late. The variants are already here, whether we let flights in or not. The variants are already here and they're already spreading.
1: But but, but well, if I may, there's also new ones that perhaps are uh, that we don't know of that are coming in fresh, new.
0: That's true. There are variants undetected evolving yet, as we speak.
1: Detected yet in Canada that could soon be. I mean, they all get here somehow. You just hope Can that you? the vaccines work hard enough to, to continue. I mean, they're not doing a great job so far. Uh, But we're working on it. But I mean.
0: It does put the spotlight again on the fact that this all comes down to vaccines. I know the science table is just a colossal pain in the ass. I'm getting really tired of those guys. They're uh, they're they're coming in now, insisting that we need to lock down even harder now, even harder. Slow the spread, stop the spread COVID zero lockdown even harder. And then yesterday in Peel and in Toronto, their local medical officers of health declared that any business, any business with very, very few exceptions, any business that has five infections amongst their staff within 14 days will be ordered closed by order of public health for 10 days. That'll likely slow the spread, but again, not all businesses are the same. Uh, five cases in your regular average run-of-the-mill office, yeah, that's a lot. Five cases at Amazon where they have thousands of employees, that's not a lot, but it's an arbitrary number. Five cases within 14 days, you get shut down for 10.
1: Wow. I mean, it will for- it will force these businesses, though, that even if you do have um, at one time 500 employees on a floor somewhere it will force them to make sure that they're extremely careful about their measures. Their monitoring, however it is when you walk through the door, will likely be stepped up or taken a little more seriously because it's quite possible some places have kind of been a little more relaxed. I don't know. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how many of these places do get hit with it.
0: They're also saying that now the province is ready to do it. They're going to introduce a provincial version of paid sick leave. Now, they did put an asterisk on this. This will be paid sick leave for essential workers. That's an important distinction. The problem is, in a year, we have still not defined what is essential. Still haven't done it. So I'm not sure where they're going to draw the line on this, but it's good to know that if you are sick and you're thinking to yourself, "Uh, I don't want to go to work. I shouldn't go to work. I'm not well. And I guess there's a potential that I could have COVID-19. But I got to go because I got to get paid. I totally understand where people are coming from there, and I don't envy having to make that choice. But it looks like they're going to offer some form of provincial sick pay. Now, this would be on top of the federal sick pay, which is already available and has been for a very long time. Is this the right decision to do this? I mean, uh, or is the government just kowtowing because that's what all the doctors are yelling for?
1: To, when I heard that, all I saw in my mind was another thing on the list of things that they announced last week that they're backtracking on. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like- that should have been a thing from from the beginning because I'm hearing from so many people that that's one of the reasons why they continue to work if they don't feel well. Well, I can't get paid, and if I don't get paid that day, that makes a difference for me. I cannot pay this bill or that bill, and I, I need to work. I need to work to live. So many people out there work to live. They can't afford to take those days. And even when it comes to something as bad as COVID-19, they'll fake it till they make it. How many of us have done that with the cold or the flu? You know, same thing goes, even if it's COVID-19, even if they're unsure they have it, they'll just work through it. But this is a big step in helping to prevent the spread. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, and I think it should have been done earlier. I think it's a little too late, but I'm glad to see it. When you think again about all of the fucking money they spent on everything else, just put it into this. You want to actually end this thing? Make this one of make this implemented. Like, let's go. It should have been done yesterday. (laughs) Like, it should have been done already. It's crazy.
0: Okay, but let me ask you, because one of the the key arguments against offering this one of them, I mean, there's there's many arguments against this paid sick leave. And and that's namely because um, we don't agree on anything in this province. But one of the arguments against it is the amount of abuse that's going to take place. This is basically paid vacation time. And there are people who will abuse it.
1: Yeah. What
0: do we do to them or what can we change in the current work atmosphere to make this a little more believable for the taxpayers who have got uh, just been fucked at every turn? How can they know that this is not another example of us just throwing money out the door to people who don't deserve it? Yeah, that they're they're faking it to get some paid time off.
1: Well, I'll we'll ask you the question first, because I'm actually unsure. Is this going to be a temporary measure that we're, I mean, obviously, this is just rumor at this point. There's nothing official. But if this is going to be a temporary measure, I think it is a good idea because hear me out because of that exact reason. Yes, we're going to have the odd person abuse it. But let's say, Scott, one in 10 abuse this. Let's say one in 10 will abuse this paid sick day and say they're, they don't feel well, I'm going to get a test even though they're not or whatever it is. Yeah. I'd rather have that and put money toward that than have this shit continue to spread before we can vaccinate quick enough. So mm-hmm. for me, if it's temporarily put in place as like, here here we go, guys, until, until June paid sick days, because <laughs> however they feel confident, I don't think it'll be June, but whatever, until August, here's what we're going to do. Or actually make it before the summer. That's even better because you might be less likely to take advantage of it if it happens before the summertime is up. Get those vaccines in arms and put this in place at the same time. And yes, there's going to be, let's say, whatever, even two in 10. You know what? It's worth it to me. Even if a couple people out of a bunch abuse the shit out of it, fine. Like, let's just make sure that those, though, who are legitimately not feeling well, don't feel forced to work because they need to live.
0: And that's the tragedy in all this. There are people out there who need to work that really can't afford to take a day off. The problem is we've basically painted ourselves into a corner here because we know that there are people who will take advantage of this. And I don't know where we stand on this. Maybe different companies have different policies, but there's a lot who are afraid to ask an employee for a sick note. There's people who argue an employer shouldn't be allowed Mm -hmm. to ask you for a sick note. Is there a compromise here? I guess is what I'm wondering when it comes to the paid sick days, because I, too, would like to be able to be confident that we really are helping people that need it, that need that money that shouldn't be out money because they have to take time off. We just need to make sure they're taking the right time off. What if you were only eligible for that provincial sick pay? Again, this is on top of the federal sick pay, which we do have. What if you were only eligible for that? If public health ordered you to stay home. What if you had to go through them or what if hmm. during your time off you were required to produce a negative COVID-19 test to come back?
1: Yeah. Would I mean, that be fair? They do that in schools. And I mean, they did that in schools and daycares. You have oh, there were so me- many
0: ways around that, though. There was so many ways around that. And I do feel sometimes like doctors will write a note for whatever you ask them to. There's a lot of people that came come up with pretty obscure notes from their doctor. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, well, um, to my point, like the schools, I know you don't pay for that every single day. um, But that was one of the things that they had in place was produce this to us. And remember, you might remember that there was an issue with turnaround time. You couldn't get your results back for like a week in the beginning. It was crazy. But then it turned into like just two or three days and it wasn't so bad. So, I mean, I'm okay with that, but it's a delay, right? It means they're off for three days. So they're going to get that pay regardless, even if their test is negative. So you have to think of it that way, too. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the answer is, like what the perfect, but the perfect plan would be, and I don't think there is one. I think if you're searching for one, you're, you're not going to find it. So do what you have to do. Know that there's going to be a little bit of wasted money here from people who are taking advantage of the system. But keep in mind, also, there's been people taking advantage of our systems for fucking ever. Sure, there's so many people to take advantage of all of the fucking handouts that we've had from our government. Now is not the time to raise an issue with it. You want to do that? You are way too late. Like years and years late. There's a lot of people taking fucking government money that are fully capable of working right now that aren't.
0: But I really, really want to live in a Canada where we take care of no questions asked people that need it. But I'd also like to have the assurance that we treat people that abuse the system harshly. And there's got to be a compromise in there somewhere. Mm. We should absolutely be paying people to take the time off, you we, we have a social security net in this country, and, and we all get those deductions taken off of our check. Me personally, I have never once tapped into EI, never once, knock on wood. I have never once, mm-hmm. uh, throughout this entire pandemic, uh, taken most of the resources that many people have. I didn't get any CERB. I wasn't eligible for any of the the subsidy programs for small business. The most I've had done since day one of this pandemic is have a COVID test. And that was just obligatory. I had to do it. So, you know, there's a lot of people who have seen a lot of money going out the door. They're not getting any of it. And then they hear that on top of the federal program that we have, people are screaming at the province to put in a provincial program as well. And let's be honest, you're welcome. Go ahead, check your pay stub. You don't have employment insurance deductions taken off by the province. It's done federally for a reason. If the province pays people to take time off, And we know there's going to be abuse. Can we at least agree on a common set of punishments if you're caught abusing the system? But I don't even think people want to do that. I really don't think they do. They just want this to be a completely unchecked system where we hand out money here, there and everywhere. And people are taking long weekends until the program is over.
1: Because how can you prove it? How do you how do you how do you think that we would be able to prove it? If I said and I'll give you an example. Okay, so I wake up in the morning. Oh, I don't feel good. I might have come down with something. I haven't had close contact with anyone, but, you know, I'm out at the grocery store now and again. Who knows what could have happened? I need to take a day off, employer. Employer says, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to collect that sick pay and I'll go ahead and take my COVID test. Oh, it turned out negative. Turns out all is good. How do you prove that I wasn't fucking around? Like, you can't prove it. There's no evidence. It's not evidence based
0: doctor's note I, I don't know i don't know the answer i'm just saying that i totally understand that but, people but want to be sure they're not getting screwed
1: for sure but if i'm screwing you you can't prove i'm screwing you you can't prove that i don't feel well i probably woke up feeling great you know there's going to be some people who do that like fuck this the weather's great i'm going to take the day off and say that i'm sick and i'll go get a covid test i'll get that out of the way whatever it's easy now right the lineups aren't too bad it, they're they're everywhere it's quick you're in and out all i have to do is that in the morning and i'll just wait around for my results that i know will be negative and fuck it i'm going to take it a couple of days so you are going to get those people know that you will, but hopefully they're in the minority and that's all you can hope for. You cannot prove it is all I'm trying to say, Scott, is that you can't prove it. There's no punishment. How can you issue a punishment when you can't prove anything?
0: What if just hypothetically we uh I'm the boss at a company and one of my employees called in sick? They did the right thing. They said they're not feeling well. They don't want to come in. OK, no problem. Take the day off. You'll get paid for it from the federal and provincial government. And we also want you to go get a COVID test. Should it be OK for the empl- employer to say, don't come back until you can bring me a negative test? Uh, would that be fair?
1: I, 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 I'm I, OK with that. But again, you, you're still not helping your point of trying to prove if someone's fucking around and the punishment that they would receive.
0: What if I went on their Instagram and saw, wait a second, you're out golfing. Couldn't have been feeling that bad. W- was this some sudden miraculous turn sure. that you took around lunchtime? Because we've all seen it. We all know that there's people who are off on uh, long term leaves, disability, that sort of thing for whatever ailment it is they happen to have. And then you catch them on Instagram doing completely the right. opposite of the things they're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. So I'm we've not, all seen it. Sure. I, the, the, I mean, the amount of people that that would actually be caught doing that is probably small. You'd have to be really fucking dumb. And they're, I know that they're out there. Don't get me a wrong. lot of dumb I people. That, yeah. I know there's a good percentage of the population that's really fucking stupid. So maybe there would be people that would do that. And if that's the case, they should be, they could be fired. Absolutely. Just like any Should it else. be grounds I mean, for dismissal? It, it could be. I think it would be based, be based very, and vary a business to business. Right. But yeah, I mean, sure. They should be able to at least have a, some kind of a written warning or something at the very least. But oh, I mean, if you're that warning. shitty of a person, oh, you probably don't have a good, like, how do you have a good job anyway? If you're that shitty of a person, like, you can't be a good employer, employee, sorry.
0: Yeah, I just uh, listen, I want people to stay home. If you're sick, you should stay home. And again, you did absolutely nothing to bring COVID into Canada. COVID is here through no fault of your own. And if you're sick, we want you to stay home. The thing is, we want you to actually stay home if you're sick. If you're not sick and you're just abusing the system, that's what so many people have a problem with. And it seems like you're villainized even just for asking for a little bit of verification that you were actually sick. There's people who will have a problem with the suggestion that if you use one of these paid provincial sick days, that you have to come back with a negative COVID-19 test. I'm okay
1: with that. Absolutely, you should. Absolutely. Again, it's not going to stop the people who are faking it and will take the test, even though they feel fine and they're just lying. It won't stop them. It won't stop them. I don't think that there's anything that will if you put this in place. But hopefully the percentage of people is small enough, and and it's, and it's again, it's temporary. And don't get me wrong, I think we should look at it because there's people now listening that they wish this was a thing all the time. And there are, we should look at it again, but make this for the time being temporary until we can figure out those solutions and all those questions that you're asking. We need to figure that out if we want to make this permanent.
0: Well, one thing that uh, definitely needs to be explained, if they do go ahead and announce this program today at Queen's Park or tomorrow, What the fuck took so long if it really was about trying to figure out how to evade the people who are trying to defraud us? How did that take over a year? This really should have been a thing all along. And to be honest with you, Kat, I don't see how they could make it temporary. I really do think that we just live in a time now where there's too many airborne things out there trying to kill us that nobody should go to work sick ever. Mm -hmm. Nobody should have to go to work and catch the flu. Yeah, or yeah. catch a variant, or COVID, or anything. You just shouldn't be able to do it. I think the workplace needs to evolve with what we've been through over the last year, and nobody should go to work sick. You know what does worry me, though, about the uh, the sick days, if we do it, is it does put a bit of a Band-Aid on it, and it'll placate some people, like, hey, here's your bottle, shut the fuck up and fall asleep, and some people will. But it still doesn't address all of the needs. We all know there's people out there who... Basically work for tips and I don't know how we're going to make up the money that they are losing because the the sick pay, I assume, would be based on your salary, not what you actually take home. And we all know people in the service industry that rely on their tips. We know uh, people in the gig economy that are driving for Uber and so on and so forth. Right. They don't get paid if they don't work, but they don't work in a traditional work setting. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of people who are going to slip through the cracks here, but the rest of the public can just go on like, what an amazing thing we did. We pressured the government and they caved and pat themselves on the back and sleep well at night. But they didn't really solve a problem because there are so many people out there that will fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Construction workers that don't work, don't get paid unless they show up at the job site and I don't know, install a shower or put some windows in or hook up a furnace like there's people like that that are basically contract employees who don't have those benefits, not to mention self-employed people. We need to rethink the entire system to make it work for everybody. You know what I
1: mean? I know what you mean. I think putting a minimum on it and putting a cap on it probably makes the most sense to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be nice if we could get some real smart people Preferably not ones that work for the government. I mean, real smart people that represent human resources and employers and employees and get everybody in there to come up with a plan that works for them. Then come back to the government and say, here, this is what you need to do. This is what it will cost. This is how you can be assured that you're helping people. And not basically paying people to take a long weekend and fuck off to the cottage.
1: Right. Yeah, Which we know
0: is going to happen. Long
1: term, totally agree with you. For the short term, for what we're dealing with right now, let's just put something in place and deal with the fact that there's going to be some people fucking you. Like, that is what it is.
0: Just get the money out the door and get sick people out of the workplace. And let's please get on with it. And again, this is not a pass to let up on the vaccines. They've got to keep going with the vaccinations. Let's fucking go. It's amazing how many people 40 plus got a shot yesterday. My timeline was blowing Mm -hmm. up.
1: I loved it. I loved it. I I was like, keep them coming. 40 plus keep them coming. And I'm not sure. Can you tell me, can you confirm somebody had messaged this morning? I probably lost the message by now. But if you do work in a bunch of different areas, even if you aren't 40 plus, you can go ahead and, and I'm not talking about high risk, but you can go ahead and at least put your name and at least put your name in there. Uh, for a vaccine if you're a teacher for example anybody it doesn't matter your your age group right
0: you know what it's a great question and i think the answer is yes and no i really do think it comes down to where you live and while i'm all for different regions having a bit of autonomy one thing that should have been uniform across the board is the vaccine rollout and i don't understand why sometimes you can go to the provincial portal other times you have to go to your local portal Sometimes you can go to the pharmacy's website. You could book over the phone or you could book online. Maybe they thought offering all these options made it more convenient. But really, all it did was make things more confusing. And then you get vaccine hunters on Twitter who are fantastic, by the way. They've got great info or vax hunters. I think they are. They're posting stuff like. Hey, if you can be at such and such community oh, center by three o'clock, they've got 40 extra shots and no appointments booked.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love that. How? Wh- what is it called? Vax hunters?
0: Vax hunters. Yeah, oh, they're, they're really, really good. I, I like them a lot and they provide a great service. So that's good. But the whole thing is very confusing. And I mean, if you're a teacher in this region, you can go through this website to book a shot. But if you're a teacher in that region, you got to wait. But only spec ed teachers can go now. It's so fucked up. There should have been one place to book a, a vaccine. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe each individual region can customize it for their area. But it doesn't change the fact that you just go to, I don't know, vaccinateontario.ca and and boom, that's where you book your shot. It'll tell you where, when, what the options are. It can notify you of real last minute openings, everything. It, it just makes so much sense. I can't believe that we had a year to roll that out and didn't do it.
1: Well, add it to the list of shit that we should have done that we didn't. You know, it
0: Oh, didn't. if there's a coulda, shoulda, woulda list. I mean, it's longer than my arm at this point. It really is. Uh, Doug Ford has announced why he is not in the legislature right now. It's amazing how many people, partisan people, by the way, that just don't like Doug Ford have been all over this fucking guy about why weren't you in the legislature yesterday? Why weren't you at work? Well, now we know. He was a very close contact of someone who tested positive for a variant. He's supposed to self-isolate, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, he did the right thing. The only thing that I would mention with this, because uh, look, I, I think everybody knows that listens to this podcast. We're not like the biggest uh, fans right now of the man, but he did the, anymore. He did the right thing here. Like he didn't go. The only thing I would say is, you, you know, you, you have your account, whoever's running running your account. I'm not even sure if it's him, whoever it is. You could have sent out a really simple tweet, especially before the legislature. Just a quick, hey, guys, I've come in contact with someone. And I'm not sure why that did not happen. But, hey, I've come in contact with someone. That's why you won't see me in person. I'm still available. I'm feeling fine. My tests are negative. You know how the media works. I'll use the term. You know how the media works, though. That's all you needed to do. And it would have been out there well before. Nobody would ask questions. You wouldn't have all these people yelling at each other over something that they didn't know the answer to yesterday, which confused me. Like, some people were like... He went to his fucking cottage again. Like, ugh. Of course you're gonna get that bullshit, right? Like, of course, just yeah. stop. You guys like, kind of...
0: that That's a stupid true and, and on thing. It, and
1: it's possible that it was strategic, and they wanted that. That's the only reason I can come up with to think that nothing was said before this. He knew he was isolating. Why was it not out there for everyone to know? Hey, I'm... that's literally all it took was a sentence in a tweet. A sentence in a tweet would have gone to all of the media. You know, the Sun would have had it, and Global would have had it, and CTV, and all of them would have fucking had it. Ready to go. Printed. Oh, Doug Ford came in contact. He's negative so far. Great. No questions would have been asked. No constant scrutiny. N- no arguments between people. I feel like it's almost like they did that for a reason. They didn't say shit for a reason. In well, fact, if I'm not mistaken, like his account, I don't I don't know if it still has ha- said anything about it, even though we know the answer. You know, like simple things like that can go a long way. And I wonder if that wasn't done on purpose. And well, Maybe that's just me overthinking it.
0: The timing is very convenient because we all know that Doug had the worst weekend in the history of premiers in Ontario. It was fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. The the, what are they calling this now? Walk back week where everything that got announced on Friday, they're slowly walking back. (laughs) They're probably going to reopen golf courses soon at some point because they realize people called out their bullshit. It's total bullshit that they close the things that are safe, but then they leave open the things that are dangerous. It's mm-hmm. so dumb. Mm-hmm. And and people are theorizing, oh, isn't it convenient? Oh, that's great. Doug is all of a sudden got to self-isolate because he was a close contact. Oh, that's convenient. I mean, listen. We just had a conversation about sick leave. We just had a conversation. And I believe the end result was we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. So if we're going to give people the benefit of the doubt, then give them the goddamn benefit of the doubt. If he says he was a close contact and this can be easily verified, by the way, if some some media person wants to look into it, Toronto Public Health is in charge of the contact tracing for the premier's office because his office is in Toronto. They're on this. There was a close contact and that's all there is to it. Uh, Did the same people call in bullshit? Uh, Did they call the same thing when Trudeau self-isolated for a month and a half? At Rideau Cottage, remember that? Yeah, of course. How many people were asking where the fuck is Trudeau? Yeah, it was a month and a half. He self-isolated because his wife, a close contact, came into contact with COVID. Listen, this is something we're not supposed to question. I thought.
1: Yeah, we're not. We're not. You're absolutely right. It doesn't matter who you who who you're for or against. I don't give a shit. And Trudeau did continue to do the did continue to speak to the public though while he was isolating.
0: Sure, a lot of pre-recorded stuff. Occasionally, he did a news conference. But either way, Doug's been in self-isolation. For two days. Uh, Let's see what he does with the rest of it. So far he's produced one negative test. I don't know if they're going to make him do two. Or even three. Before they let him go back to work. But he only just got vaccinated last week. It's supposed to be 10 days. Before you start to get that good level of immunity. Hey can I ask you a question by the way. And and I don't mean to switch topics on the Ford thing. Because I, I think Ford's. Either people around him are trying to sabotage him. Or he is surrounded And maybe he himself are just a bunch of fucking idiots. But the the amount of dumb shit that's come out of Queens Park is crazy. So I don't want anyone to mistake me defending Doug there. I'm not defending Doug. I'm giving Doug the same defense uh, we would give anybody else. He's a close contact. He's got to self-isolate. That's all there is to it. Doesn't mean I'm defending him. But I do want to ask, with all the 40-year-olds getting vaccinated now, and they're taking that AstraZeneca way faster than the 55 <laughs> plus did. Yeah, they that 55 are. plus crowd, I don't know what your problem is. I mean, you do you. Don't put anything in your body you don't want in your body. But if you're waiting around for the Pfizer to come available, then I hope you wait around for the Pfizer to become available. But you got to go to the back of the line. If you skip the AstraZeneca mm-hmm. and then you're using some fucking loophole to try and get into a hospital or a clinic to get Moderna or Pfizer. No, uh uh-uh. uh, that doesn't work like that. Yeah, you know, there were forty plus that are begging for any shot. If it's AstraZeneca, fine, they'll take it. And there was a lot of prominent Canadians that took AstraZeneca yesterday. Cool. And it's weird to me that the the Gen Xers will take it. Yeah, the Boomers wouldn't.
1: That's exactly it. It's it's such a like you can see proof of a generational difference there because the Gen Xers were like, "Well, fuck you, then. I'm going. This is awesome. This yep. is great." And the Boomers are like. Well, and it's amazing how many people you hear, and and it is, and maybe it is the difference in how one generation grows up, perhaps to another. It's an interesting social experiment type study, right? Like, I mean, when all is said and done, there are so many things that we should that we should kind of look into a little more because it was interesting to me the difference between the generations. Absolutely, and there's a lot more to it. I think I was just having this conversation with my mom who took AstraZeneca. She was all for it as soon as it became available for her age group. She was on it. And she noted, wow, it's amazing how many others in my age group are uninterested in this. Like, come on. Like, seriously. And I'm not sure. Everybody has their own reasons, and that's fine. But it is. I thought there'd be a lot more pushback, Scott, honestly, even with the 40-plus. I thought, okay, so here we go. They're going to have some people not come. Nope. Lineups out the fucking door.
0: It was wild yesterday. Out the
1: door. I I was amazed, surprised, pleasantly surprised. And, and very happy to see it. And look, I, I, I will continue to say what I said from the beginning. You have every right to decide what goes in your body, but you make a great point, Scott. And I, I fully, fully agree with you that if you're going to go ahead and skip out on it, cause it's not for you, you do have to head to the back of the line. You, you do. do.
0: Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, it, it's not uh Walmart. You can't just go in and, and have your, your pick between, oh, there's crest, there's Colgate. There's this, there's that. I, I want this one. If it's sold out, you got to come back another day. That's all there is to it. And if you were offered AstraZeneca because that's where your eligibility happened to be and you're not an essential worker, you're not an education worker, you're not this 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 or that that, that allows you to get the other one, you got to wait until we've got gone through everybody else that does need it and then you get your turn at the Pfizer or the Moderna, or I don't even know what's going on with Moderna. I'm not sure if we're even going to get another shipment. The one that we were talking about last week got delayed again. Yeah. Like what in the actual fuck is going on over there at Moderna? I don't know. It's brutal. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the question I wanted to ask you, and this will probably probably be it before we wrap things up, is about the vaccinated people. We're at a time now where... The 40-year-olds are getting vaccinated. The people over 50 have had a couple of weeks now to go and get vaccinated. How long until people really start flipping out on either the province or the feds or both? We're vaccinated. We should be allowed to live our lives. We're vaccinated. We should be allowed to cross the border. Mm. We're vaccinated. We should be allowed to go to the Caribbean where Canadians are allowed to go. We shouldn't have to self-isolate when we come back into Canada because we're vaccinated. I haven't heard it yet, but you know it's coming. Yeah. Uh,
1: Look, I don't I I think that we all need to have patience here, whether you had both doses or or not. You're what are you told? Still wear your mask, still social socially distance, still abide by everything that's in place. The time will come. The time will come for that. And maybe vaccination passports will be a thing. I I, I really don't know what they're planning here. I'm not sure if they've even hinted at it yet, have they?
0: Not that I've heard. I mean, there's all kinds of people that are worried about vaccination passports. And then there's people like me that say, bring it on. I mean, to me, if I've had the shot, I don't know why I wouldn't want a verification that I've had the shot. You know, it to me, it, it seems like an easy thing that's going to make my life easier, whether it's going to a Leaf game or being able to travel internationally. This isn't just a Canadian issue. It's a worldwide issue. OK, so, so I, I want the verification that okay. I've had the shot.
1: Sure. And that's great. I, I don't I, I mean, I don't even know. I really don't have a really firm uh Opinion one way or another that we definitely shouldn't or definitely should. I think I need to learn more about what that announcement is when it, when and if it happens. But when it comes to those who are fully vaccinated, me, I'm not even in. the I can't even go. I can't even go if I wanted to. Any shot, any time, I can't go. I don't You're line under up. Forty. I I'm not over forty. Um, not even close just for the record, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, like I'm not I don't qualify for that. I'm not high risk in any way, um although I am an essential worker kind of sort of, I don't see anybody. I feel too guilty attempting to push my way through to the front of the line just because I do come into work physically every single day. I still don't see anybody. nobody's in the office. I don't feel high risk, so I won't put myself on that list. So if I'm looking around at, everybody else who's fully vaccinated. I'm going, good for you, but then you're leaving me in the dust because I have no chance right now. I have no shot. I have no chance. So is it fair for the rest of the population that I'm doing all the right things and waiting my turn like a proper citizen should right now, and then I see everybody scooting off to Mexico or having parties? Like, Don't you see that being kind of fucked up too?
0: Oh, I absolutely do. The unfairness of all of this is going to be very, very prominent. And I understand that if you haven't been able to get a shot, Because we don't have enough. Yeah, that would be very, very frustrating if they all of a sudden decide, oh, yeah, four months is way too long in between shots. So even if you had one shot, eh, you're going to have to start over again and you're now going to have to have three to be fully vaccinated. Like I see a whole bunch of different scenarios coming up where our vaccination effort is going to get completely derailed here. But, you know, as well as I do, it's not going to you're already hearing people screaming. Open it up. Open it up. The cries are getting louder all the time. Open up what's safe now. Once people are actually vaccinated, it's going to be very hard to keep the fences up. They're just going to trample them down. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford to start treating vaccinated people like people that can't get
1: sick. Sure, but let's wait until we see that in the numbers, right? When we see that reflected in the numbers, Scott, and the cases drop a lot, and we notice that it looks like we're picking up steam here with some kind of a herd immunity happening, like in some of the states right now, then we can talk about that. But we're kind of jumping the gun right now, thinking that that's going to happen anytime soon, right? Well,
0: the reason I brought it up is because, and and let's be clear, there is... Thousands of Canadians that got vaccinated yesterday, 40 plus. There was, uh, they say, millions of Canadians that have been vaccinated to date. Mm-hmm. They're going to start to wonder what was the incentive other than not catching COVID? What was the incentive to getting this? Because we were all led to believe that at some point there's going to be some things that you can't do if you're not vaccinated. And if you are, I mean, when we talk about opening things up that are safe, whether it be parks or kids sports or. Or golf courses or ski hills or whatever. If we open them up because they're safe, then we should also treat people that are vaccinated as safe. Should we not? Because that's the argument that's coming. And by the way, I'm not taking a stand on that. I don't even know how I feel about it. Or if someone who has been vaccinated can still pass the virus on to someone else, they just don't get sick themselves. I don't know the answer to that. But you know that people who have had their shot, particularly the ones who have had two, are very soon going to start putting a lot of pressure on both levels of government saying, why the fuck do I have to do this or do that? Why would I have to self isolate for two weeks when I come back into Canada when I'm vaccinated? We're a few weeks away from all of the Canadian students who have been studying abroad from coming home to Canada. They're all vaccinated. Yeah, why think- would they have to self isolate for two weeks if they've been vaccinated? You know, questions like that are coming and I hope the government is discussing what the strategy is because they're going to have to tell us soon what the end game is here.
1: Yeah, I think for a lot of people, majority that even had the chance to get their first shot and did the four a month thing um, will be fully vaxxed by around, let's say, June, May, June. Right. So that's going to be like your first slew of people who did have to wait the four months. I know there's some people who are fully vaxxed because they were high risk. They're already done. That's great. You should just have that peace of mind. Like at this point, just take that as a win for yourself. Have that peace of mind for yourself that you're high risk. But guess what? You're vaccinated. That's your win. I think we should just chill out with the open everything thing when there's some of us who, again, haven't even had a chance to be in line yet. So I hope they chill out with that convo. I don't even want to hear about it until June.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, Quickly here. uh, Happy birthday to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, who turns 95 today. Ninety-five years old. The genetics in that family are fucking unreal. I,
1: unreal, right? It's it's uh, probably bittersweet. I mean, does she want to celebrate her ninety-fifth with her husband? Like just just having passed away, it's that's hard. It's got to be hard uh, when you're trying to, or do you even celebrate a birthday when you've lost someone like that? But regardless, people around the world are celebrating that. Um, ironically enough, on the Queen's birthday, uh, we're also oh my gosh mourning the loss. Five years later, five years ago today, Prince died. Scott
0: prince died on the queen's birthday a
1: prince died on the queen's birthday that's right interesting yeah oh, they realize some,
0: that that was the same date
1: yeah and there are some hardcore prince fans i'm not one of them i i don't it would just i maybe i i don't know because i was born a little bit later the most of his hits were out i still think he has some amazing amazing songs and i get it uh but if you are one of those people who are hardcore prince fans today is the day to definitely play some prince songs and remember
0: them. all right uh, there's so much more we could do, but we're not going to. We will leave you with a fairly short-ish one today, okay. but we will be back-ish tomorrow. A short forty-minute or is it forty? Oh yeah. boy, I didn't even feel like that. Okay, guys, sorry. We're gonna go. You have a fantastic Wednesday. This snow is shit. I know, but it should all be melted in the next couple of uh, hours or so. Have a great one, and we'll catch you right back here tomorrow. I saw that Vin Diesel is going to star in a live-action movie based on the old toy Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Say what you want, but it's nice to finally see a human taking over a robot's job. According to polls, Americans are more interested in trying edibles than any other type of cannabis product. Wow, America's the only country that starts with the munchies. Well, guys, it seems like Johnson & Johnson just can't catch a break. Back in March... There was a contamination issue at one of their vaccine plants, and the FDA is halting production while it investigates. Right now, the company is in so much trouble, Johnson is currently not talking to Johnson. (laughs)